Welcome to the Restaurant Boss Podcast, where you can make more money, have more freedom, and actually start to enjoy owning your restaurant. If you're feeling overwhelmed, stressed, and just sick of the struggle, you've come to the right place. So here is your host, the Restaurant Boss himself, Ryan Gromfin. Hey, restaurant owners, let's go ahead and increase your profits, and we're going to do that by talking a little bit about your draft beer system. Sound good? Catch you on the other side. Hey everybody, Ryan Gromfin, author, speaker, chef, restaurateur, founder of therestaurantboss.com, as well as clickbacon.com. And that's right, today, four ways to increase profit in draft beer sales. So, four ways. Are there five, are there six, are there seven? Sure, I'm sharing with you four, the easiest four. Here you go, you ready? Step number one, make sure your beer is being served in a clean glass. Obvious, right? There's different definitions of clean. There's clean and then there's beer clean. Beer clean is really, really clean. Now, you might need to get your chemical people involved in this. One, have them come out and test your system. Make sure that your TDS, total dissolved solids, is very low. I don't know how low, but very, very, very low. Call them out, they'll take care of it. A lot of times, just depending on, maybe you have one restaurant set up in a way and you're using chemicals and filters and everything comes out perfect, Another restaurant that you operate a couple miles away might be on a different water system. The same chemicals may not work well there. So have your chemical guys come out and test your TDS, total dissolved solids. Then make sure that your after rinse, whatever you're using to rinse your glassware is actually getting your glasses clean. I don't just mean clean, I mean beer clean. Now again, not gonna get too far into the weeds on this. I'm not the specialist in this. I just wanna make sure you're serving a beer clean glass. That is a really, really clean glass. We're gonna put a picture up here, hopefully you're looking at it now, but you can see the difference between beer that's served in a clean glass and beer that is served in a almost clean glass. You'll see that the head usually falls really flat, so you don't get the great presentation that you want. Then that brings us to step number two, which is make sure that we're serving a good head on your beer. The head is really important. A 16 ounce glass shouldn't have 16 ounces of beer in it. What is foam? Foam is beer. Foam makes beer taste good. It protects the beer, it keeps it cold, it lets your customer know that it's fresh and serving a good head on a beer is totally awesome and acceptable. You don't have to be the bar that pours off the head to get that perfectly flat top. Maybe you do operate that bar. If you do, I would still challenge you on this, but most of you don't operate that bar. Serve me a head on my beer. It looks great. It protects the beer. Also, your 16 ounce glass of beer, you're only putting about 14, 14 and a half ounces in that now. So one, beer clean glass. Two, a good head. Three, put a CO2 gauge on every line. Yes, on every line. You may have one CO2 gauge for all five or all six of your lines. And, you know, it works. But here's the reality. All different styles of beers, especially craft beers, need to get dispensed at different pressures of CO2. There are apps that you can download that will tell you based on the temperature of your fridge and what type of beer, how much pressure you should put in there. You can talk to your beer reps and your beer distributors, but honestly, all you have to do is look at the beer that's coming out. You put a gauge on each line, have them set them where they think they should be, and then depending, if you're getting too much foam, it's too high. If you're not getting enough foam, it's too low, it's really that simple, but you absolutely, 
absolutely need a CO2 pressure gauge on every line so you can adjust them differently. Okay, that brings us to step number four. This is the hardest one. Now, we have to measure how much beer we're actually selling versus how much beer our computer says we're selling. Like how much beer we're dispensing, I should say. How much beer we're dispensing versus how much beer we're selling. There's only two good ways to do this and one of them's expensive, one of them's difficult. The more difficult one is to get a keg scale. So last week I talked about counting your bottle beers. Well, it's the same idea for draft beer, but we can't count kegs, we have to weigh them. So you can get a keg scale. They're like a hundred bucks, a couple hundred bucks. They're like a floor scale. You pick up your keg, put it on there. You weigh how much your, your keg weighs minus the weight of the actual keg. That's how you know how many ounces of beer are in there. And then you run a report to see how much beer you sold. And then you convert that to ounces. And then you can figure out if the beer that you've dispensed is equal to the beer that you've sold. If not, then there's some form of theft. There's some form of over foaming. They're pouring it out. They're not doing it properly, but you can discover the difference. The other way is more expensive and there's companies that do this now, but you can put flow meters on every one of your lines. And literally every time beer is dispensed, it will, it will register into a computer. It'll say you've dispensed one ounce, two ounces, three ounces, you know, 100 ounces, 200 ounces of beer from each one. And then you can compare that to what your computer says for sales. There are companies like Bev Intel that will come out and actually set the system up for you. And they've got the software to measure it for you. The point is, at least do the first three steps. Count your bottle beer like we talked about. If you can get to a point with step four where you're weighing your kegs or measuring the dispensing amount, if you are a high volume draft beer house, you have to be doing this stuff. It will make a huge difference. But even if you're not, there's no reason why you can't do at least step one, two, and three and improve the quality of the product that you're putting out and increase your profits doing it. I hope you enjoyed this week's tip. My name is Ryan Gronfin and I look forward to bringing you another one just like this next week. Have a wonderful day. Hey, did you notice something in today's episode? Yep. No ads, no sponsors, just great training to help you make more money, have more freedom, and avoid the stress, struggle, and overwhelm many restaurant owners feel every day. How do I do it? How is it that you listen to all those other podcasts that have minutes and minutes worth of lame ads for underwear or other websites they're promoting? I don't judge them, but I choose to focus on you. I can only do this because you share my podcast with other folks who end up looking me up online, registering for my courses, and getting amazing results in their restaurants. It's because of you that I can self-fund this effort, and you know how hard it is to do all this. That's why I appreciate you so much. So if you like this podcast, ad-free and sponsor-free, do me a favor. Tell a friend in the restaurant business about this podcast and my website, therestaurantboss.com. It would sure help and I would appreciate it. I'm sure our community would too. Plus, if you could leave me a review on iTunes or post a comment about this episode on my website, that would be huge as well. Until next time, remember your success in the restaurant business is about your ability to create, manage, and master systems while developing your employees. Have a wonderful day. Thanks a lot for listening to the Restaurant Boss Podcast with your host, the restaurant boss himself, Ryan Gromfin. For more great content, free stuff to help you make more money and enjoy more freedom, visit therestaurantboss.com and click on podcast. Be sure to register on our email list so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time.